This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, July 14th, 2013. Classic Hits Volume 2, Yesterday. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for today. We also thank you for the yesterdays. But help us focus on what you would have in store for us today. Open our hearts so that we might hear you, sense you, feel you in some sort of way. It could be through a smile, through a nudge, through your word found in scripture. God, thank you for the way that you touch each one of us in special ways today. We pray this in your name. And everybody gathered said, amen. Yesterday. Did you know that that is the most often recorded pop song in history? Over 3,000 different recordings by different groups and individuals. Isn't that amazing? 3,000 coverings of that song. Wow. On the other hand, it really does make all the sense in the world because especially when we consider that one of our favorite pastimes is thinking about yesterday. We do do that. You know, yesterday all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. You know, I think we all have a yesterday song inside of us somewhere in our head or heart or both. The words might be a little different than those Paul McCartney wrote and sang way back when. The tune might be a little different. But most of us have a yesterday song someplace inside where we look to the past, where we remember the past, where we recall the past. And when we think back, we're transported to a time that was much uh, simpler, much easier. Oh, so much better than today. Or that's what we believe anyway. It's kind of funny what happens a lot of times when we look back. We're often selective about what we consider, what we think about. And oftentimes we remember the good and, in fact, even make it better (laughs) than it was. Have you ever been in a room with uh, your sibling or a cousin or somebody who you grew up with and everybody has kind of a different story about yesterday? Absolutely. There are times when we minimize and maybe even eliminate the harshness, the, the pain, the hurts, maybe even the horrors of the past. We sort of put up this protective shield, and our brain filters. It's kind of like it distills the memories, both good and bad. And as a result, we remember yesterday where love was such an easy game to play. While today I need a place to hide away, oh, I believe in yesterday. We end up strongly believing in a yesterday of where the memory is just this very different experience than what reality truly was and is. 
There's a place in scripture where the selective memory is on parade. We find it in the book of Exodus, which is the second book of the Bible. And actually, we see it in several places in that book. Now, now Exodus is the book that tells us uh, the story of how the Hebrew people who were enslaved in Egypt, they're freed after 400 years. God called Moses to confront Pharaoh, the most powerful man in that part of the world. Now, Pharaoh at first refused to free God's people, but God gently persuaded him through a series of plagues that, that included, but it was not limited to, frogs, flies, gnats, locusts, boils, hail, and the death of firstborn, both children and livestock. Pharaoh finally relented and allowed the Hebrew people to leave with Moses. When the Hebrews left, the route God chose for them was not the short route. It wasn't the direct route because it ran through the country of the Philistines. And God feared that if they were to face war with the Philistines, they were a powerful people, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. And so instead, God took them the long way around, the long and winding road. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, thank you. By the desert land toward the Red Sea. Yeah, a little side note here. Uh, sometimes God takes us on that long, and I won't sing it, winding road, doesn't he? Rather than the short one. And, and just like he had done for the Hebrews, God has good reason for you and me for doing that, even though we sometimes can't see it. As we said before, and we said before many times, God sees a much bigger picture than we do. And God knows much better <laughs> than we know us, than, knows us much better than we even know ourselves. Sometimes we just have to trust that direction God takes, that path God takes us, even though it might be that long and winding road, even though our personal GPS seems to offer a much more efficient route. Well, while the Hebrews, also known as the Israelites, while they were getting started on their journey, Pharaoh actually realized that he kind of made a bad decision to let him go because he had cheap, cheap labor in the Hebrews. And so he changed his mind and he got his army of 6,000 men and the chariots. You've seen that in the Ten Commandments. And they pursued the Israelites who were encamped by the Red Sea. Here's what happened next. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. And they were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. <laughs> And so there they see this sign of trouble, and the people looked longingly back to the past. It didn't matter that they were slaves. It didn't matter that they were treated harshly. It didn't matter that, that the Pharaoh had control of their lives. But on the other hand, I mean, here's the Red Sea. Here's Pharaoh's army. 
What would you think? What would you think? I guess the past looked pretty good at this point, and they felt it would be better to be in slavery than to die in the desert. Well, long story short, the Israelites got to see God in action. God parts the waters. The Israelites cross over to the other side on dry land. And then as the Egyptians on chariot start to follow, the waters close back over top of them, swallowing them up in the process. And the entire uh, chariot army of the Egyptians, well, none of them survive. Let's take a look at what happens next. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Can you even begin to imagine what it must have been like to see God in action that day? The parting of the Red Sea, that's a big piece of water. And going across and then watching it swallow up the army that's following you. Wow, as, as a result, the people put their whole trust in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Okay, so check out what happens next. Now this is, what chapter is this in Exodus? 14. Okay, so in the very next chapter, in chapter 15, Moses and the Israelites sang a song to God. They were celebrating the parting and the crossing of the Red Sea. Beginning of chapter 15. By the end of chapter 15, they had traveled three days in the desert without finding water. When they finally find it, the water is undrinkable. It is bitter. And so the people begin to grumble. Beginning of the chapter, they're praising. The end of the chapter, they're grumbling. Moses cries out to the Lord. The Lord says, pick up this uh, piece of wood, throw it in the water. That's what Moses did. The water becomes drinkable, becomes nice and sweet. And so the Israelites, again, they are so happy. They rested at this point of oasis, and they set out again to a place called the Desert of Sin. Ugh, that sounds like a terrible place. Anyway, Scripture tells us that in the desert, the whole community gathers together, and what do they do again? They start grumbling, grumbling against Moses and his brother Aaron. Look at Exodus 16. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Hmm. These guys have pretty short memories. That's an understatement. When they first left Egypt, they were backed up against the Red Sea, and the Egyptian army was coming. They longed for yesterday, saying that it was better to be a slave in Egypt than to die in the desert. The Lord delivered them, saved them. Then they complained about no fresh water, and the Lord supplied it. Now here again, they long for yesterday. Only this time, they are in absolute dream mode, I think. Absolute fantas absolutely fantasizing about the past, doing what we said earlier many of us do. Strongly believing in a yesterday, the memory of which is very different than the reality that was. There we sat around pots of meat and all the food we wanted. 
Wow, sounds like one of those uh, vacations, you know, one of those all-inclusive vacations. They make it sound like they're dining at the melting pot or something. Or maybe it's the old country buffet or maybe Golden Crow. I don't know, but, you know, they're just sitting around with all the food they want, family and friends, just having a good old time. How quickly they have forgotten what it was really like to be a slave. In bondage, overworked, underfed, and underfed with slop at that. Brutal treatment, horrible food, pathetic living conditions. They have quickly put yesterday through their filters, allowing it to look so much better than it was. Allowing it to look so much better than the today that they're experiencing. And it's not the last time they will do this. This theme runs through the book of Exodus. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Our challenge is that the Israelites look a whole lot like you and like me. They really do. There are times that we long for yesterday, times when life is a lot simpler, hectic, less hectic, more innocent. You know, those filters. I spent a considerable amount of time longing for the days when I was raising little kids. You know, getting to this place where the kids are out of the house and thriving, why wouldn't I want that? But I spent time sad. That is just the waste of a time because that's not what God has in, plan, has in store for my kids. But we get stuck. We get stuck in a place, and then we can't appreciate the day. And we tend to remember the best parts, forgetting the challenging parts, forgetting the days I was exhausted, forgetting the days I was tired. Oh, no, I was out playing Candyland every day. That is not the truth. <laughs> we romanticize it. And we look through this gentle haze to think back the way it, we think it was. Mm. On the other hand, an even greater challenge is how we hang on to yesterday, not because we wish we could go back, but because we cannot seem to escape. We cannot let go of the pain and the hurt and the sorrow that yesterday brought and can bring, continues to bring to our lives. In this case, yesterday is not something that we long for, but something we may even loathe. Not, not something that we truly look back to enjoy, but something that seems to enslave us. Not something we wish to remember, but something that we truly want to forget. In this case, yesterday is not a place we want to escape to, but rather a place we wish we could escape from, either because of what we've done or because of what has been done to us. Oh, we believe in yesterday, but believe in it because the pain it brings is all too real. Whether yesterday is, um, is a time and place we long to return 
or that we long to escape from, a place where we never want to think about again, but we find ourselves returning to. Yesterday is over. Yesterday is done. It cannot be relived. It cannot unhappen. Yesterday cannot unhappen. Say that with me. Yesterday cannot unhappen. We can use it. We can learn from it. We can even celebrate the good times, but to try to put it in some kind of perspective, in God's perspective, yesterday's over. It cannot be changed. It can't be lived again. There's a scripture that we often refer to. It's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Say it with me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. As followers of Jesus, we are new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. And so rather than longingly looking at the past, that is finished, that can't happen again, God calls us to look toward a bright future, a new future, to bask in the day that God has given us because it's the only thing we've got right now other than Jesus Christ. We have this moment in time. We might not have tomorrow. We have right now. Now, if we were to line our four kids up here, Aaron, Megan, Devin, and Turner, they would say this next line because this is something that we said at our house a lot. Yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is cash. Spend it wisely. Did I say that right? Absolutely. Okay. That is what we try to instill in our kids in a way that to use the day that God has given to the most. We can't change yesterday, and we can't really look toward tomorrow too much because today is all we've got. Another little pithy line, today is the tomorrow you dreamed about yesterday. Today is the tomorrow you dreamed about yesterday. Mm. And so we need to focus on today. Maybe, maybe today is the day that you realize that you're a sinner in need of a savior. Wow. And maybe today is the day you realize that you can't save yourself. Maybe today is the day that you realize that that Savior is Jesus Christ. Maybe today is the day that you say, Jesus, I need you into my life. Jesus, here I am. Please be with me. Maybe, maybe today is the day Jesus is already part of your life. <laughs> and so, celebrate. <laughs> and maybe today is the day that you once again realize just how amazing that is that God would sacrifice his only son so that you might realize a life through eternity with him, offering you salvation because you can't save yourself. Maybe today is the day where you decide to just take a, a step closer to Jesus Christ. You know, we're here today, we're all over what I call the Jesus scale. Some of you here today or here, and you're just even wondering who this Jesus character is. You're just trying to get a handle on, on him. And at the other end of the scale, some of you have given your life, <laughs> given everything you've got. And then 
were in between. Some are uh, kind of following him. Some have kind of fallen very closely. And, and like I say, and some have dumped into the deep end of the pool and we're all in. Maybe today is the day where we just, each of us, take one step to be just a little bit closer to Christ. And as I said, for some, maybe that's a, an invitation to Christ to be a part of your life, to give your life to him. And maybe at the other end, it's that step to say, Jesus, take me, I'm yours. I'm going to give you everything I've got. Maybe today is the day. You know, yesterday's over and done. And tomorrow, as Jesus said, has worry enough of its own. <laughs> we don't need to spend today worrying about tomorrow. Today is the only day we're going to get. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to take a step closer to Christ? Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Say that with me, will you? Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. I don't think you believe it. Say it like you mean it. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let, Let us, us rejoice, rejoice and be, be glad, glad in it. it. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow might not get here. Today is the day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, I want to just say thanks for today. Please help each of us to realize this is what we get. <laughs> we might not even get the whole day. Please help us to focus on now, on who we are, who you are, those around us. Please help us take some time here at the end just to pray, either in our seats or up front, maybe back in a corner with somebody who'd like to pray with us. If, I pray that those who don't know your son Jesus, maybe today they'd get a step closer to knowing who he is. And, those who do, I pray they get a step closer to knowing him even better. We celebrate and praise and glorify your holy name. In Christ and your Holy Spirit, all Connection Church said, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc. Org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.